You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Velasquez with Turk Radio. Um, I am here hanging out with uh, Chicago band Courtesy. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, do you guys just want to introduce yourselves really quick, what you do and your name? I'm Kirk, and I sing and play guitar and keys. Uh, I'm Drew. I play drums and drum machine, synthesizer, um, do some vocals, and uh, Doug's not here with us today. He's uh, he passed away earlier this morning. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, Doug. Doug. He does um, uh, some recording engineering and he plays bass and some key keyboard synthesizers. Um, so tell me about how did the band first get started? Yeah, I think that we had both posted ads independently of one another, and we ended up answering each other's ads somehow. Like my memory's hazy on it, but uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of Craigslist interaction, so back pages, misconnection. So you both started out in Memphis. How did you end up here in Chicago? Uh, Drew's girlfriend decided at the time got a um, accepted into a bookmaking school here, so he moved here up here with her. My wife and I moved three years later, I think. Mm-hmm. So. So there was like a three-year pause in the band, or did Courtesy start in Memphis and then you got together here? Or It sort of started in Memphis, but we did most of it online, the first album we made, just, you know, through G-chats and emails every morning, and Drew would send me something, and I would add to it and send it back, and vice versa, and we made an album that way, so it just kind of snowballed. I don't know that we necessarily even thought of making it a band band, but uh, it went well, and we really still liked the first album a lot, so... We thought it was worth investing in. Yeah, it was a weirdly productive time because like, I moved up here and I was still working for a company back home in Memphis, but I was like working from home, so it was easy for me to just like screw around a lot and uh, come up with ideas on my own, and then yeah, send them to Kirk and he would chop and screw things and add vocals to it, and and then eventually we were, we were like, I guess we should try to figure out how to play this stuff live, and we played some shows. Um, while Kirk was still living in Memphis, and I was living up here, and uh, our friend and old bandmate Alex, um, who's also from Memphis, uh, he was still living down there at the time, but at a certain point, he had moved up here to Chicago before Kirk, so it was like two-thirds of the band were were already up here, and it's uh, a lot of, uh, like a weird transitional time, but we still did a lot during that time, just like through file sharing and whatnot. Has playing live changed the direction of how you write music since 
early on you were just, it was mostly through file sharing, but now you're playing more together. It's made us want to be a little more live when we record on the front end. I mean, we're still going to do it our style and chop it up and screw it around, but now that, especially now that we have Doug, it's, it feels more uh, like a tangible, real thing that should be documented that way, at least on the front end. Yeah, because a lot of our early stuff was um, we would work with samples of ourselves. Like I would play drums and then bring that into like a, a loop station or some sort of loop pedal. And uh, we would build songs off of just our own playing. Um, and then I guess like now we still do that stuff. But yeah, it is like a little bit more um, free. And I don't I don't feel like that I craft songs to like make them easier to play live but i guess there is that kind of thing lingering in the back of our heads like oh if we write something this crazy we're going to have to figure out how that's going to translate live and that's going to be a challenge um but we don't really let that like stop us from doing something you know mm-hmm. so. there we have songs that we don't play that we prob- probably can't you know uh-huh. maybe it's just like too complicated for three people to play or mm-hmm. you know yeah too many recording tricks or or whatever you know so how so you have new music coming out? It's called Hey. Um, I like I really like that name. <laughs> it's fun. Just tell me more about it. Um, you know what's that album about to you, and how does it differ from past recordings? It's um, sort of slicker and dancier and um, less esoteric. You know, uh, it, they're pretty tight songs, but um, and they're electronic at least rhythmic rhythmically based um but there's a lot of like loose live things on top of it a lot of first takes and improvs that we just kept because it just seemed to keep everything from getting rigid and locked in like a lot of electronic music does think that we kirk and i like bond over the kind of boom bap drum stuff of like the early 90s that like we grew up on and r&b or whatever um yeah so like i guess a lot of the influences for me beyond that too would be like uh just new age music like yesos and uh just any sort of uh, of um self-care like kind of easy listening like uh healing and meditative kind of music um, I don't really know like how much that makes its way into the songs themselves, but uh, it does in a way that like a uh, song on the new album called Earthworm has a big long drone underneath the whole thing, the entirety of it, and those type of meditation CDs and AMSR, ASMR, you know those yeah. those things that uh, that are meant to make you feel good through audio. We tried to insert a little bit. Um, you mentioned ASMR. Do you guys watch those videos like? My wife does a lot. <laughs> My wife l- listens to them every night before she goes to sleep. Really? Yeah. They just uh, they're so YouTube videos that of people like brushing hair and um, 
shuffling pencils and whatnot, you know. Yeah, hairbrushing is a good one. Uh, like, you know, playing with uh, nail polish caps and, uh, like, dogs eating popcorn and <laughs> things like that. Just scissors anything like that. Getting a haircut with scissors next to your ear. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> just any sort of, like, small detailed sounds that can be, like, amplified and, like, blown up and exaggerated. That stuff is, like, we, like, before ASMR kind of made its way around the Internet a lot, like, uh, like probably in early 2010, 2009 when Kirk and I uh, were like playing together like we would sample things just like around the house and it kind of had the spirit of like some of these ASMR like YouTube videos because it it was just like oh this kitchen sink kind of makes it interesting or this like bottle cap makes it like a funny squeak to it so like we would take those sounds and like try to stretch them out I have this this keyboard that um it's on Ferris Bueller's day off it's like you know the the scene where he fakes sick and he has this keyboard that like um, plays like uh, sounds of like him snoring and things like that. Yeah. Um, it's that same keyboard. You can load it in with oh. any sound and you know assign it to different keys, so it can like you know make a lot of really wacky, funny noises. So we would use that a lot. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> We'd eat like a bag of chips and sample that, and then that would be a beat. You know, it's just, right. yeah. It's like a like stomp, but. Not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's exactly like anything song. can be sounds. <laughs> yeah. find this and other interviews at tripradio.org slash podcasts. Trip Radio, hear what's next.